Hatarajou eyes? Hatarajou hands? Organs? Dimensions? Senses? Affections? Passions? Fed with the same food? Hurt with the same weapons? Subject to the same diseases? Healed by the same means? Warmed and cooled by the same winter and summer as a Christian is? If you prick us, do we not bleed? That is Al Pacino in a rendition of Merchant of Venice. Not the Merchant of Venice that was shown to a bunch of private school girls in Toronto, which ended up uh, with a headmaster being fired. Because if you know this work, yes, there is an anti-Semitic theme to it already, because Shylock, the Jewish moneylender, is based on negative Jewish stereotypes. Now, I haven't seen this version, but as I understand, the version played at BSS was a much more provocative uh, version that invited the audience of high school girls to yell things like, burn the Jews over Nazi imagery, and told the kids to cheer hallelujah when comments were made against Jews. So it was a very provocative and torqued up version and a satirical play, which apparently upset many of the students, which then upset many of the parents. Let's bring in Carson Phillips to this conversation. He is a PhD, also the managing director of the Sarah and Chaim Neuberger Holocaust Education Center in Toronto. Carson, good to have you with us. Thank you. Good evening. What was it about this particular play that was so offensive, or was this an overreaction, as some might think, by the parents? Uh, well, I have, I have to start by saying I personally have not seen this version of the play. However, any time someone's going to work with a play with clearly anti-Semitic content, like The Merchant of Venice, it's really important that it be contextualized. And from my understanding, that was not done either before or after. Um, and I think this play, from what I've read about it, or this version, really sort of went over the top. And as you had alluded to, we had exaggerated the content of the anti-Semitism, of the, of the stereotypes. And really, um, with this sort of experiential education approach of having the audience participate, I think it really crosses over the line of what we can say has good pedagogical value. Now, I'm not one to automatically fire people, certainly not one to censor people. Do you think that they went over the line in firing the headmaster, also known as a principal, but, uh, or should there have been a bigger conversation here? I mean, I'm not privy to what conversations took place, you know, w- within that community. The only thing I would say is that we live in an age where we, we have seen an increase in anti-Semitism around the world, unfortunately. And I'm I'm not convinced that this was a good pedagogical choice for the school to have engaged with. I think if they had wanted to teach their students about the dangers of anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're 70 plus years past the Holocaust, so anti-Semitism carries with it a genocidal history. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the big component that's missing in all of this, that, that wasn't contextualized, that wasn't addressed either in, in pre-education sessions or in after-education sessions. And I sort of leave myself wondering why in this day and age when we know so much about the Holocaust, would you need to have this exaggerated presentation um, of anti-Semitic stereotype? I I don't see the educational value in it, quite honestly. I mean, look, if there was a conversation after it or an engagement, I guess, between audience, parents and the school, that might have been a great learning opportunity. This is a play, apparently, that will be shown to the London Parliament and has done quite well uh, 
uh, playing in London, but maybe they don't view anti-Semitism uh, the way we do in Canada. Uh, you know, I know that there's been a, a big spike in anti-Semitism in Europe. My mother-in-law will not even go to France anymore uh, out of fear of what will happen to her. Um, but maybe they just don't view anti-Semitism the way we do in Canada. Is that possible? I mean, that is possible. I think they may, you, you could be right, they could view anti-Semitism and they could view satire in a different light. I think the big the big thing to keep in mind with this audience is that this is a high school audience. Mm-hmm. And often, I think adults often need bridging and, and information to understand some of these, these satirical, artistic interpretations. I mean, I know I certainly would. And I think with a, with a high school audience, this is probably even more complicated. So it, I think the, the whole historical context is so crucial to dealing with a play of such an overt anti-Semitism that one finds in The Merchants of Venice. And certainly, I mean, look, this is a, a school that's in a predominantly Jewish area. There's a synagogue just up the street, and a lot of the students are, in fact, Jewish. And the parents spend an awful lot of money to go there. I, I don't have an issue with a parent understanding what their kids are learning, so maybe it's just as simple as, Maybe a letter should have gone out explaining this is what we're going to be teaching. I just would not want this to blunt the education of anti-Semitism, certainly not today. No, I, I, can, I completely agree with you. And, and you know, at this time of year, uh, November, it is Holocaust Education Week across the greater Toronto area. We have numerous programs taking place, uh, libraries and public centers and synagogues, churches, um, a Hindu temple in Oakville taking part, uh, Muslim community. So this is really of tremendous educational value and importance to many segments of the community. And there are many very effective, sound pedagogical methods that can engage learners actively in the process of learning about anti-Semitism, learning with the dangers of it, mm-hmm. without crossing over into this line. Just uh, before I let you go, given um, the temperament that we're living in right now, given the events of what happened on Saturday in Pittsburgh, uh, are you changing the coverage and the way you, um, I guess, carry out this particular Holocaust, uh, re- you know, as we remember the Holocaust this month? Um, offhand, I would have to say that most of us feel even more committed. Mm-hmm. Most of our speakers, more of our, uh, our presenters, certainly our volunteers, our lay leadership, feel an incense, uh, like an increased sense of urgency, an increased sense of, of dedication that it, now more than ever, this is the time when we have to be speaking about this in responsible pedagogical ways. Yeah, well, I thank you so much for uh, joining us and uh, giving us your perspective on this particular issue. I appreciate that. Great, thank you. That is uh, Carson Phillips, and if you want, uh, of course, they'll be doing a lot up at the Sarah and Chaim Newberger Holocaust Education Center in Toronto, so um, they always make sure uh, to get out a lot of information, certainly this time of year and given the events. It's a good time to brush up on uh, history. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.